be learning new things every day and um, it's it, it's amazing and I, to be honest I think my journey's just started um, as being a, a humble unique chef who just loves food and loves to create different dishes with the locally grown produce that we have here in the region. Today on Dirty Linen, we are heading to beautiful Byron Bay. I I need to check myself. I feel like I'm going to spend a lot of time this Melbourne winter visiting through audio chefs and restaurateurs in warmer climes. Today's guest is Juan Hernandez. He's cooked at many great restaurants around Australia, but now finds himself at Loft in Byron Bay. Juan, welcome to Daddy Linen. Uh, Thanks, Danny. Thanks for having me. So good to have you on the show. Um, it's too long since I've been to Byron, so I am really looking forward to coming up and eating eating your food. Um, tell me, uh, if we come to Loft in Byron Bay, what will we find? Well, it's it's a great, great place to come to. Uh, such a great lifestyle as well. That's why I just come up here and I've stayed here for a long time. I haven't moved. Uh, just the people are amazing. But the best thing about coming here to Byron was um, just the local produce. Um, I think that's what made me, I think, stay and and uh, love more about food. Well, tell me, tell me more about the produce. Like, what is it that really excites you? Well, the produce, oh, it's next level. Like. Um, the farmers around here, it's grown, it's basically grown in the backyard of your house, like down the road, and they come to you, they knock on your door, uh, hey, Juan, have you got, uh, we've got this such and such beautiful product, can you use it? Oh, for instance, today I just got a phone call from uh, Damien Fishco, just uh, caught some Blue Eye Trevally. And uh, he wanted to drop it off onto the restaurant. It's just unique, really unique, having suppliers and farmers here just come straight to the back of your door of your restaurant. It's it's mind-blowing. <laughs> it just really sounds like you're living the dream there. Oh, it, it is a dream. Like the life, like uh, the climate here is next level. But then going to work and then having people just come up to you, oh, we've got this uh, fruit can you use it? These farmers, we've got limes, we've got oranges, uh, apples, passion fruits, you name it. They just they just go, oh, would you like to use it? We've got so many. Could you use some, uh, make a dish out of it? It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. Well, I think you're doing a great job of explaining it, actually. But it, I suppose the question that comes to mind for me is how do you incorporate all these um, ingredients that land on you into your menu? Like, do you use them as specials or are you quite flexible with the way you run the menu at Loft? We're we're quite flexible at Loft. And what we're doing at Loft is is mostly more shared style. So pretty much what I've designed the menu is for cater for everyone, what they know, uh, for instance, like the beef that we get, we get aged beef. People know about the beef. And then I'll get uh, a lobster bay, um, a motorway bug locally, which people know and create a dish out of that. It, it pretty much I try to cook what people know, but they can't cook at home, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, and that's where I incorporate with these dishes uh, when I get – Okay, say the Trevally that came in from, oh, an instant. Uh, I've got a Benito uh, from Damien Fishco just out of the blue. 
and uh, came up with a dish, a simple dish, just a nice gremolata with fermented um, uh, turnips, put it on and it just flew in two days. I could not believe, on the grill. Uh, so it's just basic, basic, honest food that we do. It's just simple. Interesting because, I mean, you, you know, you mentioned fermented turnips, which makes me think that you've sort of got some elements in the kitchen, you know, that are ready to be paired with fresh ingredients that come to hand. Well, that's right. Like when when these guys come and uh, give me these sort of products, you know, sometimes uh, I've got too many, so what do I do with them? I'm like, okay, I talk to my suit, my all my chefs in the kitchen, um, and and that's what's another good thing is the camaraderie that we've got in the kitchen, the items that we get. All right, we've got this item. What can we do? If we can't do them now, how can we use it later on? And like with the turnips, um, we had these nice baby turnips that came in. And, uh, and at the moment, I'm just learning how to do fermented food, you know. I've been in, inspired with a uh, couple of chefs that I've been working for. And, you know, they started fermenting things and learning the basic of fermenting. And I started doing fermenting turnips and came out fantastic and incorporated with this bonito. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. And uh, the team was happy and they, they loved it. I love that. So, one, you trained in Sydney and then it seems like you've slowly moved north, you know, worked in Newcastle for a while and then been in the Northern Rivers for quite a few years now. Can you give us an overview of your career? Okay. So, I, it, it's a funny thing because I um, started my apprenticeship in uh, Parramatta. I uh, was working at a restaurant called the General Burke Hotel. It was a pub apparently the pub to be in, in, in Parramatta, um, where they taught me just the basic cooking. And one, one, one of the waiters there comes up to me, he goes, Juan, I think you should try something else. Go to the city and try something new. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was only 18, young, just fresh out of school. And, you know, I've still been passionate of cooking, you know, cooking at home with mum and mum and dad with the Spanish background we've got. And uh, then I got an opportunity to work at um, the prestige restaurant, the GPO, with the Bank Boys um, who ran the place. And that inspired me so much on the quality of cooking, the style of cooking, uh, the pressure, the techniques. And uh, it was mind-blowing, mind-blowing. And, uh, and then went on from there and then it just kept going, for some reason, just kept going up north. (laughs) Maybe the warmer climate, maybe the, the weather just kept me going, keep going up, keep going up. But I I went to Newcastle, which was, uh, another brilliant place. Mum and dad moved up there and the lifestyle was great next to the beach water. And then I was working at, uh, Bacchus restaurant, which was amazing restaurant where I took a HS position and uh, put my head down and uh, tried to do fantastic food and got awarded a chef's hat for the first year, which was mind-blowing for me. It was something unique, something fantastic. And then, yeah, and then um, after that, I ventured more north again. Um, Well, I fell in love with Byron. That was... uh, a unique place. There was something about Byron that I just kept coming up and uh, moved up here and uh, not only just the weather and everything but just the produce and it just drawed me in 
and um, started doing different style of uh, cooking. I started working in cafes where cafe was the big, big in here in Byron using local ingredients, uh, humble ingredients, do, not doing too many things with the ingredient, but just self-explanatory and uh, working at um, the, where the Bell General, which I learned sugar-free, dairy-free and gluten-free style cooking, which was another mind-blowing. I had to take think outside the box. What can I do with all, with not using sugar, dairy, and, and gluten in there? And that sort of like helped me also in my cooking techniques as well. And uh, after that, um, I had a friend of mine uh, ring me up and uh, he goes, come work for me at Beach Byron Bay. And the friend of mine was an apprentice who used to work for me in Bacchus Restaurant, Newcastle. So he took a head chef's position at Beach Byron Bay and he used to be the head chef of Echo. His name is Simon Palmer. And uh, working with him was such an adventure, mind-blowing, took me different places in cooking, cooking techniques, utilizing uh, the fruit and veg, the produce, everything was mind-blowing. And, um, yeah, it was exciting, real exciting. Put a spark in, another spark again. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, Simon Palmer's been on the podcast and it's certainly an incredible operation there at um, at Beach. Uh, I mean, I guess what I'm hearing from you, Juan, is you just find everything about food and cooking so interesting and engaging and it sounds like you're always finding new things to excite you. Well, well, that's right. Like, I mean, I knew about – look, I loved cooking. I loved doing things but when – when I worked at Beach, it just took me to a different level of style of cooking, just pretty much being honest on the dish, you know. You don't have to put so many garnishes, so many things on a dish. Or you have, the dish, the, the product will speak it for itself and and also made me also just not only for the people to come to me, the, the suppliers to come to me or the people come to me with the ingredients, I've been going out there how they make it, how it's grown, uh, where they catch it, um, all sorts. And, 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 and it just inspires me. And then, and then after that, then I take it back to the kitchen and, okay, what can I do with this? What have I learned? How can I make it a, a nice dish that every single customer or person will enjoy this dish when they come in to eat at Loft? Mm. I think, you know, there's been such a shift in the Australian dining scene over the past, I don't know, 10, 20 years, and I feel like it's only getting more so, where there's um, a new kind of pride and culture of excellence in regional dining. So I think a lot of chefs in the past would have thought, you know, if I want to really like make it, progress, get those hats or whatever they consider a mark of success, they really need to, they would think about heading to the, the big cities on the East Coast. But I think now, you know, other cities and regional centres like Byron, there's there's definitely, you know, uh, yeah, I guess a culture of excellence and people cooking at a really high level. I mean, how do you think about that sort of, that side of it? Well, um, I, I, I totally agree. Um, now, 
obviously, like what you said, um, how going to cities and finding top, you know, like there's top uh, restaurants, but also in, in the regional restaurant, we've got like uh, unique chefs here uh, who've come along and, and, and just by using local produce and, and creating, for example, another inspiration chef that's uh, – uh, in Byron at the moment is Jason Saxby. He's another who works at Ray's. Unbelievable chef. The what what he's doing is fantastic, and for for the region as well. And then we've got Mindy Woods as well, who's doing all the base, all the Northern Rivers indigenous food. So a different style. So you got all these different chefs who are incorporating things. And, and, and talking to each other, which is which is amazing. That's what makes a unique area here and uh, the food's just getting better and better and better. Does it feel like a community of chefs? I mean, just being that bit, bit smaller than Sydney, say, or even Newcastle, is it is, is everyone pretty tight? Um, I think, it, like, it is run pretty tight, but all the chefs still come come together and, and, and talk about what they're doing and uh, – uh, what's new? What's happening? Um, where are they getting this product? There's a lot of brainstorming. Uh, I went to a farm, um, Piconi Exotic Farm, with uh, Suncoast Fresh, and Jason Saxby was there, and we had a, a good chat. You know, like talking about what's happening, what's new, what's happening in the area. Um, I reckon it's a real tight community here, which is which is quite good, and I think it should be like this. You know, chefs get to talk to each other, um, and and just you know see what's what's going on going on in life. You know, we're in the kitchen twenty four seven. Yeah, so I think I think it's great. It's a great community. Yeah, it's so nice to hear. And what about your clientele, Juan? Is it is um. You know, there's a lot of visitors that go to Byron. Would you say your customers are mostly local or a lot of holiday makers? Who comes? Who comes to eat? We'll get we get a bit of both. So we get a, quite a few locals. We get a, quite a few holiday makers that come in. Um, yeah, so we we have both. So which is quite quite good for us. And we try to cater for everyone. You know, not not just for the holiday makers. We cater for the locals. You know what they like, and and yeah, we try to. Get everyone in, yeah. Yeah, I love it. And how do you go for staff? Staff, yeah. Look, it's like it's funny, like because I've been uh, hearing your podcast and uh, heard one of your uh, from Dudamorn chefs uh, saying that you know that chefs are hard to come by at the moment, and uh, it's 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 everywhere here as well. You know, um, chefs come and go. We get a lot of um, people from overseas, they come, they have to stay for a couple of months and then they go. But then we get a couple of um, cooks who just want to come in and learn how to cook and, 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 and that's what's the bonus thing. Um, you get to have the opportunity to teach these these people who just never done any chefing industry, chefing anywhere and they want to learn how to cook. And uh, I've got a few of them in my kitchen, which is he's a kitchen and he, and, and he wants to learn how to cook. So I've been teaching him how to cook and he's uh, part of a team now, which is brilliant. So how do you try to create that culture in your kitchens of, you know, learning and, and engaging staff so that, so that they do want to stay? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, the, the good thing is um, what I've taken from Beach um, and I've taken to Loft uh, just 
the ingredients that we get that they've never seen before and showing them, oh, look at this product, um, look what I'm doing with it. Uh, okay, for instance, uh, they're not new to making passes and now we started to make our own passes in the kitchen and uh, roll, making the dough, letting it rest, getting the pass machine out, rolling it out as in a sheet and then making fettuccine out of it and and all of them just mind-blown like how they get so excited that we make our fresh pasta and it's been uh, created as a dish. Wow, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it, oh, it's it's uh, it's you see their eyes they 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 smile, the eyes spark and and they're like, "Oh, this is good." And then they go, "Can we have a go have doing it?" And uh, I, I get to show them and it, it's it's a good feeling for a chef to see someone has that enthusiastic and that spark and it's it, it's hard to explain when someone's so excited. It's like a little kid in a lolly shop. You know, they're seeing something new for the first time, or they're going to try something for the first time. It, it's 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 a fun feeling. Well, let's go back to when you were that little kid in the lolly shop, Juan. You, you mentioned your your Spanish heritage and and growing up in the west of Sydney. Can you tell me about um, your childhood and the place that food had at home? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Um, so um, I was uh, I'm a Chilean born. Came here when I was to Australia when I was one. Um, Dad, uh, we moved to the Western Suburbs, and um, Dad was at work, and I was at home with Mum, and uh, Mum was cooking all the time, cooking all like from Chilean, like empanadas, uh, cazuelas, um, just as typical Chilean food, and I would help Mum cook, prep, do all sorts. And um, that's how I got so intrigued with cooking. I'll make breakfast for mum and dad. Dad, you know, when he had his night shift, make his breakfast in the morning. Um, and and, and it just started cooking from then. Mum just kept teaching me, teaching me, okay, you do this, you do that. We'll go to the grocer, we'll buy a few things here, and then we'll make something at home. And it just went on from there. It was just didn't stop cooking with mum. It, it was it was it was um, it was good. It was lovely. And were they happy for you to pursue a career as a chef? Well, they weren't sure. They, they, it's 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 a funny funny thing. Like um, they were. My dad was like, "You you got to work hard. You got to look after the family. You got to work hard. You got to go to uni." And Mum saw me. Think Juan's going to be a chef. You know, he loves to cook. He loves to do this. He loves to do that. And uh, dad, like, oh, all right, let's 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 get you a job. And um, dad got me a job at the Bell General Burke Hotel in Parramatta. He took he went out of his way to get me a job there as a chef. And he said, I think you should do this. And and then it went from there. And it was history. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so cool. Have you had any opportunity to um, bring in any of those Chilean dishes into your professional cooking? Um, I have, but not at the moment. Um, I'm trying. Oh, I would love to do it here aloft. I'm going to put some empanadas on our snack menu, um, but I'm slowly, slowly bringing my Chilean Chilean food into into loft. But at the moment, we've got 
such a versatile ingredients here that I've been brought up with and taught um, that I'm going to mix my Chilean heritage in it in in time to come. So there's more op- more things coming up at Loft. Yeah, sounds exciting. I mean, what makes a good empanada and, and the, some of those ingredients that land on the back doorstep? Like could you imagine any of those going into empanadas? Oh, yeah, absol- absolutely. Just the, the ingredients and, and, and the products that we use. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's funny the other day mum mum's like, oh, you've got these fantastic local prawns. Uh, in Ballina, put them in the empanada. You got to put them in the empanada. And, my, <laughs> and there's scallops. You got to put them in the empanada. You got to put it. You got the cheeses done up uh, in Willembar. Put them, put them on. Put them in the empanadas. Guess what? Empanadas. You got to fry them. You got to make the dough. You got to do this. I'm like, yes, mum. It's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> oh. That's so great. What's the What's the secret to pastry for an empanada? Um. Ooh. Can I tell you? <laughs> um, I would love you to. <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's it's pretty basic. It's it's the it's the lard that we use in the pastry uh, that helps it that makes that uh, pastry go uh, really flaky and a unique taste as well. Um, and the way you roll it and uh, then you bake it off. So it's all the lard, the, the different types of lard you can use: pork, duck. Um, and and uh, beef, so it's up to the lard. Ooh, you know, I've just been um, on a bit of a duck cooking jag one, and I've got all this duck fat. So could I make but make some pastry with that? Absolutely, you can. Can you get that duck flavored pa- uh, taste and texture as well? It's beautiful. Yeah, I've already tried. I've tried the duck. You should do it. Right, go ahead and do it. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to send you a photo to, see, to let you know how it goes. Yeah, please do. Awesome. How exciting. I mean, I, I guess what I really feel from you is that cooking's this endless adventure. I mean, when you look back on your career, you know, how do you reflect on things? Well, it's, it, it's funny. Like, I'm like, oh, this journey that I'm going and cooking, and it's, it's mind-blowing. But it's amazing because I'm showing. I've got two little boys. I'm showing them. Look, 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 look the versatile of freedom veg that we have here. I, I, you know, and with chefs, we we don't stop learning. You know, we we we're learning every day. We're learning new things every day, and um, it's it, it's amazing. And, I, and to be honest, I think my journey has just started. Um, as being a, a humble, unique chef who just loves food and loves to create different dishes with the locally grown produce that we have here in the region. So exciting. I mean, where could you see it all going? Do you have a like a vision of the future? Uh, I sort of do. Um, you know, uh, I quite – I think I'm at home at Loft – and uh, getting the opportunity to express what I can do uh, or, uh, there and in the love philosophy, uh, which is what I love to do as well. So, which is which is brilliant, and uh, and I can see that we can go and do a lot of ma- magical things with food there. 
Yeah, love it. Well, I am very excited to have an extra reason to visit Byron Bay to come and um, Fantastic. eat what Please you're doing. Do. I hope by the time I get there, the scallop empanadas are on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. You'll have, you'll have a few empanadas there. <laughs> so good to chat to you. I'm really fired up about food in general and especially the duck pastry that is in my future. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks so much for sharing with me today, Juan. It's been really good to have a chat. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.